This is Eldritch Buds, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. What's up, Eldritch Buddies? Buddies! Sitting at the virtual table with me tonight is Josh. Jinxie and the Beast of Emily. Fucking <laughs> Harry Potter novel over here. Scott. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Slightly slighted by his spontaneous spending. Haze. Speedy. Uh, the robot who's really glad we got the carpet, Jode. And Bebo. The tiny tinker gnome whose tinker may not be so tiny. Grimble. And I am the DMs for tonight's activities, Connor. And I hold my head away from the mic when I'm breathing. <laughs> Just going to drop some chocolate rain on us. <laughs> <laughs> Previously on Eldritch Buds, our heroes awake refreshed and refocused after a long night's rest at the Arcade Guild. After some pancakes from Tigmar, Hayes drops his mace off at Miss Darius to be upgraded. Jinxie tries to upgrade his Viper of Deer bracelet, but destroys it in the process. On their way out, Tigmar provides our heroes with six health potions and accepts their offer to join the band and stop Tyok. As our heroes exit the Arcade Guild, they are greeted by The Chain, who says he was alerted to the band's presence by the failed trials of Jinxie and Zayn. The band strikes but to no avail, as the chain they were attacking was a mirage. Emerging from behind the magical door is the real chain standing atop of H7. As the battle rages on, Chode flies up and places the Helm of Mind Evasion on H7, freeing Emily from Tyok's grasp. Seeing his plan starting to fall apart, the chain vanishes in a cloud of smoke. Will Emily recover? Where did the chain go? Let's find out. So, you have just encountered the chain, waiting by an arcane door that you were told was invisible to anyone, unless you told them where it was. Hmm, interesting. He, an H7-1W3, ambushed you, and you were able to place the helm onto H7, breaking it free of Tyok's control, sending the chain into a retreat, and hearing the childlike words from the robot looking for her dad. What would you all like to do? Uh, um, Emily, is, is, is that yours? Yeah, so at this point, just to paint the picture a little bit more, H7 is kind of curled up into the fetal position, uh, but kind of now frantically like looking back and forth now, kind of just around. Uh, yes? Hey, do you, do you remember me? I'm... Chode, I, the big robot from your your father's house. I guess also your house. But... Uh, roll a charisma check just to see how you're handling the situation. Not bad for me. 16. Very nice. Um, there is a level of uh, kind of uncertainty uh, with you, especially because you are... Uh, a robot, <laughs> so there's a little bit of PTSD here, but she kind of looks around at the group and nods slowly uh, without saying anything. I know this is going to come as a bit of a shocker to you, but um, you're, you're big now, and you're uh, 
Not in your body, Hedimores. It's at this point that she's like now looking down at her hands and kind of awkwardly tries to stand and then kind of fumbles back down onto her uh, robot butt. She's like, what? What happened to me? Like very concerned and scared. Um, some bad people did some really fricked up things to you. And, uh, well, we, we, we couldn't save you from all that, but we saved you now so that they don't have to take over your lives no more. You can... She's kind of like looking past you now. Um, and Hayes, you actually hear something that uh, piques your interest. She starts calling out for somebody named Auntie Mist. Hey, Mist? Uh, I'm going to step forward. Uh, I don't think she actually knows Hayes. Uh, so I'm going to start talking to her and just be like, um, Hey, uh, you don't you don't know me, but you might know me. And I'm going to shift back into Cambrio as I do that. She kind of jolts back. <gasps> uh, prepared for this again. But because this is actually me, and I'm going to go back into Haze. Yeah. Um, and I think I might know your Auntie Mist because Mist is my mom. Was my mom. Um, she what do you mean was? My mom had a choice when we came to help her between me trying to help you and trying to help her. And one of the things that she made me promise was that we would get you out and get you home. Uh, we're not home yet, but you are out. So look at it kind of that way. We're halfway there. Um, but then we lost you for a bit. Uh, but now it seems like we found you. Um, and by that, I mean you. And I kind of look at the closest thing when I assume this robot has to a face, like trying to look at like, at her, yeah. basically. It's like it's um, like Chode, kind of. It's got a yeah. warford shed and stuff. So we want to get you home to your dad and Korg and everyone else, and they'll be able to, you know, they'll just be really, really happy to see you. And Mildred. Yeah, okay. Everyone will be really, really happy to see you. Chode, Chode walks away at the name of Mildred. <laughs> um, Hayes, can you give me a charisma check just to see how she kind of handles? Uh, what does a nat 20 get me here, sir? Oh, oh Does it get me dirty fucking Riz? <laughs> 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 oh, God. Uh, no, it doesn't give you dirty Riz, but uh, what she does do is, and it's really hard to tell because a facial expression on a robot is hard to read. But um, she gets a warm sense of familiarity with you in your haze form. Um, it's like she really trusts changelings. Um, and she actually, if you're kind of reaching out your hand to guide her somewhere, she's going to take your hand uh, and like be comfortable with your presence. I think more than just reaching, I'm kind of just crouching down in front of her at this point, like where I'm talking to her, and I'll see if I can help yeah. her up, yeah. 
as much as yeah. we can help a giant robot. Yeah, she's even though she's crouched in a field position, she's still about like 11, 12 feet tall. So you're still like looking. I'm up not at her, crouched. But... I am standing, just like <laughs> yeah. trying to talk to her. But like, okay. it's a vibe. This right. is like the kid interacting with the Iron Giant for the first time. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Uh, yeah. Well, she's certainly like though scared and really uh, you know upset with the situation. She's yeah, she's not super panicked at your group. And she's trusting of you guys. Uh, so I'm going to start up a mind chat. Or I'm going to try to start a mind chat with everyone uh, and just be like, hey, we should probably get her back to John before anything else at this point. We can't if that helmet comes off and we lose her again like we're... I don't know how many more magical helmets there are in this world. Um, Zed, do you think you can reach back out to John or do we just go back through the doors or... Uh, can she fit through a door? She looks pretty big. Zed? 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 It's, it's not time to be stoic now, buddy. I feel like you accidentally added me to this group, Chad. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, I'm used to hearing your voices, but not soundlessly like this. <laughs> uh, what, what should I say? And what, curious, what, um, what, why are we talking nicely to the thing that just tried to kill us? The thing that just tried it's to kill us point. did not know. That's true. We should loop you in. And I'm sorry we brought you along. You deserve to know. Uh, this is the small girl that was honestly one of our very first group tasks as a band was to save her. And you could argue we've kind of done that. So first off, plot it to us. Well, congratulations. Um, I would be working on your adjectives, though, if you described this thing as small. And you can see Tigmar from, like, 40 <laughs> feet away, like, crouched behind a boulder, just, like, looking over at you guys, like, hiding. <laughs> She's <laughs> undergone some changes. But who hasn't over these... It's a tough time in a in a girl's life. Uh, so we need to How get back to... How would you know that? <laughs> I'm just... I'm sensitive. Okay? Uh-huh. God, I don't like it. Tigmar, we need to get her back to her dad's house. I think. Do we have a do we have a door that goes there? I set one up when I was looking for you guys, yeah. Okay, great. So we'll do that. For a second off, where is Zed? I'm gonna start like looking around for him. Roll me an investigation check, please. Everybody. A twelve. It's a nine for me. 16 for Grimble. 13 for Jinxie. Uh, you don't know where Zed is. Oh. Uh, mere moments ago, he was with your group uh, when the helmet was placed on Emily, but in these last few minutes of you chatting with her, uh, Zed is nowhere to be found. Did he tell anyone he was going anywhere, or... Did he do that, you know, teleporting thing and run off to somewhere we can't see? Can he do that? Can Jinxie sniff the air and see if he can smell Zed? Yes, Jinxie, you can use your smell to uh, investigate with advantage to see if you recognize the scent. Yes. 16. Uh, 16? No. Yeah, you you smell Zed in the area, but you just don't know. He's a stinky elf man. Come on. (laughs) We also just (laughs) fought another stinky elf man that just disappeared. Did he just bail? Like, did he not want to talk to John? I thought John was his boy. Uh, John John seemed to be his his number one person. 
maybe he feels a little more pressure and responsibility for the fact that Emily's not coming back in uh, how mm. we say her original packaging. That's fair. I mean, I met John when you guys met John. He's a cool dude. He was, was really nice to us. He, you know, he gave us a bed. He gave us a roof over our heads. Um, I think Zed just might have had a bit of a a deeper connection going on there. Mm-hmm. And but like we wouldn't just take off. Maybe he took off to John's. Maybe he just like zipped out to go make sure John was there. I don't know. Well, I mean, regardless of where he is, we. We, we're on a bit of a time crunch here. Mm-hmm. Do we go to John's now? I think so. Yes, and Zet will know where to find us. Hey, hey, Tigma. Oh, uh, yes? Do these doors get any bigger? Can you, like, use magics to make the doors bigger so we can get um, the, the throughs? Well, typically, uh, it's more of like a defense mechanism to not let big monsters inside the Arcane Guild. Unfortunately, they're humanoid size. Um, mm. Is there any way that you could make uh, this robot smaller? Uh, Grimble, at this point, is going to walk over to Emily and kind of reach out and grab her hand. Emily, I, I don't think we've met before. Um, my name's Grimble. And... We're going to take you home. Um, But in order to do that, uh, this might seem shocking, but I promise you it's not painful. And Grimble's going to cast Enlarge Reduce to shrink her, hopefully to the size, to fit through one of these doors. Sure. Question for you, Grimble. It's a two-part question. One, does the creature have to be willing uh, yes. Okay, my second question is, are you still wearing the Misco garb? No, I would have taken that off. Okay, perfect. So she is willing, then, in this case. <laughs> I think it changed to clothes back at Pitho's place. <laughs> so yeah, Emily would have reduced to half um, of her size and weight. Okay. Uh, she's still fairly big, but you feel like with enough kind of maneuvering and, you know, like getting a couch through a narrow hallway, like with enough yes. angles, she could probably get through the door. Pivot. Did that this weekend. <laughs> Jinxie's just like a, like the dude on the ground of like a runway, just like guiding her back through the door. <laughs> um, can, can she walk or is she still like struggling to walk? Uh, similar to a baby deer walking for the first time. It's awkward. Um, it's as if she doesn't know how to control this thing um, now that she kind of has her wits about her uh, but yeah aside from being kind of awkward and stumbly she's slowly able to do it yeah okay Joe's gonna like put his like arm around her as like a support mm-hmm. and just be like alright just easy going one foot at a time just Nice and easy, so you don't fall over. Okay. It's pretty impressive for having never walked before. She's doing an okay job. Well, I was going to say, if, she, if she's not, I was just going to say, can I carry her? 
Yeah. No. Yeah. She's 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 making her way. She's making her way. So is the plan to go through the Arcane Guild, and then through to the Erasmus Estate on the other side? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um. So before Hayes hops through the door, though, uh, as everyone else has been dealing with this, like, plane jockeying Emily situation through a small door, uh, Hayes has just been sitting with his little knife uh, by a rock, and I've been carving a little message in the Thieves Can't language that mm-hmm. Zed and I wrote together. Okay. Uh, and so I just wrote, Hey Zed, we've gone to J-Man's. Meet there or at Tyox Tower. Hope all is swell. Your captain, Hayes. <laughs> nice. Cool. <laughs> okay. Nice. It shows it's delivered, but not read. Um, well, I wrote it in a rock, so I wouldn't... Yeah, you, see the, you see the check mark, not the double check mark. Yeah. Just, oh, it's out there. It's out there. That's all you need. <laughs> it was just in case he came back to where the door is. No, I, know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, okay, yeah, so eventually, after a little bit of time, you're able to uh, corral her uh, through both doors. And it's kind of as you get through the second door, standing now in the Erasmus Courtyard, um, that your spell fades, Grimble, because it, I believe it only lasts a minute. Um, but yeah, you guys are now all in the uh, Erasmus Courtyard. And you can see that Korg is kind of on his hands and knees picking some weeds at the front. Um, And he kind of turns, drops the hoe that's in his hand, and he's like, uh... Hi. Hello, Korg. Korg. I'm going to shift back up into Cambrio. Just, again, I think that's who they know. Uh, And just be hey, Korg, is John home, Korg? Uh, We kind of need to talk to everyone uh yeah um let me one sec i'll go get him and after a few minutes uh Korg comes back out to the courtyard with a sopping wet john in a bathrobe who looks like he was in a bath somewhere <laughs> kind of with suds still in his beard and uh he's like hello my friends um Quite the treasure that you've brought back. Uh, what? What do I owe the pleasure? How sweet of a father to call his daughter a treasure, uh, John. And he looks at you, and he looks at H seven, and he looks back at you, and it's at this point that H seven kind of does her best run towards her father, and he's like panicked, like. Uh, uh, holds his hands up and he she like <laughs> grabs him in a hug and is like squeezing him and he's like I don't know who this is um it's very strong put me down please and she puts him down uh so she was taken John and she's had something done to her we oh Fuck, I turned back to the mind chat. Just, did we forget the body? Ooh. The body's in the guild. Can someone go back and get the body really quick, please? Who hasn't he seen yet? Who hasn't he? Take Marge, just squeeze back. Wherever you put the body, and we'll let them figure it out. But Tigmar sure. can carry a body? I'll do it. I'm magical. Uh, so while Tigmar kind of sneaks back into the arcane guild, uh, Emily kind of gets on her knees and gets as close to John as she can. And she's like, I'm really sorry, Dad. And if she could cry in this body, she, you know, she would be, but she can't. So she's just kind of making 
sobbing sounds right now. Uh, and John is just kind of slack-jawed, like, what information have I just been told? Like, he's clearly in shock. He's kind of, like, rubbing her forearm, but just, like, he doesn't really get it or believe it. Um, and it's at that time that Tigmar kind of comes back through the Arcane Guild door uh, with a, like, baby Bjorn on his front with, like, a limp, like, Emily on the front. Oh, and he's like, my God. I knew that this would come in handy. Uh, oh, no. John, to, to fill in the blank here, hello, my name's Tegmar, by the way. You don't know me. Um, well, actually, no, that's not true. We met a couple weeks. I'm sure you're very confused, you know, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is your daughter, and I think that that big shiny thing has her brain inside. And, uh, yeah, did I do a good job, guys, of explaining? <laughs> He's uh, I think you on. did a great job there, Mr. Digmar. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Someone, someone keep the two of them apart, please. Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, I think it's more her mind than her literal brain. Um, we are at limited capacity to reverse it. There are some pretty nefarious forces at work. Um, we, our job was to bring her back and we brought back what we could. As you've been saying this, John rushed over to Tegmar and kind of as gently as he could, like kind of unbuckles and unstraps the thing that Tegmar is carrying her with and lays her very gently on the cobblestone and is just looking back between H7 and who he knows is his daughter and he's wordless like he's just this is this is what you've brought back you saved her but failed Uh, I uh and then Korg is like okay uh just a second now, uh, and he kind of goes over to John, and he's like kind of putting his arm around his shoulder, and he's like, why don't we all uh, go inside? Uh, this this would probably be best, and John's like, no! No. What? Uh, this can't be it. Um, to tell me uh, a spell or something to, to fix... Where is it? Where, uh, where's Zed? Is he working on the spell to, to fix this? Somebody talk. Please, somebody somebody tell, tell me. Tell me what, what's going on. Uh, there's a chance we could fix it, but uh, we'd have to go through some rubble in the field here. Um, we, we think this is, this is my friend Grimble. Uh, he's very smart. And he thinks if he gets enough of this technology from that factory, he might be able to reverse engineer it. Did I use that word right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay. Okay, uh, when does that happen? I I don't know. Like, I'm sorry, John. I really am. This is... This sucks. We really wanted to save her in her body. It would... Yeah, they're too late. And, and, and we, we feel awful and we've been really regretting this day since we found out, but... Uh, of course, no, of course. I should, um... I should be thanking you. I, I... You, you, you did 
your best. Uh, Emily? And then he goes back to the robot or looks in you know, H7's direction. What? What happened? Do you remember, like, how, how this all happened? And uh, Emily goes on to uh, recount what she knows. So, she says, um, Dad, I don't remember much. Um, I remember being locked up for a while um, in a factory. Um, I was in a lot of pain, but I met a really sweet older woman. Um, and if she hadn't have cared for me and reminded me of the good things in life, I'd be dead. Um, I need to apologize to you, Dad. I went behind your back uh, and I applied to school. <laughs> that was the worst mistake of my life. Um, a side shot at you, Jinxie. Uh, she, she doesn't remember the detail, but she goes on to explain that a robed figure took me um, and explained before this happened, and she kind of gestures at her body now, that whoever he worked for valued intelligence beyond all other merits. And he'd been scouring the country for individuals who'd be worth working with rather than killing. Um, I think his plan is to destroy every creature, every home, every village, city, and once it's all been raised, to reform it in his glory. I was brought there because of my mind, and I was given this body to try and match the power of my wit, I guess. Um, she does go on to explain that though she remembers the killing and the destruction since being in the body, uh, she wasn't a part of it and she didn't have any control. Uh, and she goes on to explain that, you know, she just sees blood and death when she closes her eyes. Um, and then shakes her head and she's like, those, those poor people in Capilon. At Emily. Yeah. Um, I, I know you may not remember this or anything, but do you know who kidnapped you? Was it like, was it these hooded guys? Was it anyone yeah. that maybe was tied with the Wyrix? Um, I don't know that name. Uh, I just remember these robe figures with this eye mark. I, 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 I don't okay. fully okay. know. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Uh, Hayes is going to cut him with like a quick, like like a mind chat, but it almost feels like hasty. Like there's a quick snap and pressure like in your brains in this one. And he's like, um, guys, so chronologically, just checking the timeline here. When did she go to Capilon as a giant robot? Why does she feel regret? For the people in Capilon? Uh, would she have gone days after she left Mephilbe's? That, I mean, we lost her for a bit. That's the only time, but we never went back to check anywhere or... Or see what happened. Yeah. I'm going to turn back to Emily. Um, 
can't help but notice you mentioned Capilon there at the end there, M. Did you... I think I'm just a little behind on my news, but... Do you remember what happened there? Or why, like, who... Yeah, so kind of as that is happening, uh, John has been taking this all in everything from his daughter not being here really to her now being in a robot body to her mention of Capilon. And he looks at her, you know, as harrowing as he can. And he goes, that was you? And Emily responds with, well, not me, not my choice. Um, it was me, um, the chain, and all of the mages from the Arkham Guild. I'm so sorry, Dad. And she starts crying again. And John goes, surely you've heard. No, we, we haven't heard anything. We're very focused. Been on the uh, road. And yeah. then Cord, Cord chimes in and goes, um, about three days ago, Capilon was raised. It was destroyed. <sighs> like, it's gone. It's gone. Oh. Shit. Whoa. Those people. The dirty dog. <laughs> you you hated that place. That's the place you were you worried about. Yeah, but it was. It it was a bit of everything. That place. It it was beautiful. It was horrifying. It was the worst. I don't know. I love that place, but. I... John, John, do you know if anyone made it out of? Out, just in general, to I, I'm sure maybe some people managed to flee, but I don't know if anyone sort of the high profile has been accounted uh, for. I honestly don't know. Um, a messenger came by uh, and explained that Capilon was destroyed by an army, uh, and that that army was last spotted headed north towards Ardoth. I I don't know. Uh-oh. So we really gotta stop Tyok real quick before I they think, get to Ardoth. I think that's our best chance is to kind of cut off the head of the snake here. I don't think we're beating an army on our own and they have no. a head start of quite a ways. Um, I was hoping we'd have more time to kind of soften this landing. I don't know if we have any time. Yeah, I think we gotta... We gotta go. We gotta head out, yeah. It's... I think it's, it's one... That's one major city gone. And if... I don't know how much... At, at some point, we're just saving ashes. Yeah. We and okay, my enchant's gone exclusively to the band at this point. Do we leave them here? I think if they were both operating at their full capacity, they'd be very helpful. I don't know if either of them are close to that. No, they're in no shape to deal with weird exams. She could barely walk through the doors. She ain't the. Uh... She ain't ready to fight a beholder. I think they have a lot of 
readjusting to do. Uh, in the meantime, while you guys have been kind of thinking this through in the mind chat, uh, John has yelled uh, for an individual named Dop to come down um, and, you know, pick up Emily's body, um, bring her inside. Uh, you see a tween-aged troll uh, oh. with a, a like potato sack as Dop. his undergarment. Uh, come through, and he's like, <laughs> and he comes over and uh, jinxy to you. He comes over and gives you a big hug, oh, and then uh, kind of like, yeah, it goes over to the rest of the group. Aside from you, Grimble, he doesn't recognize you, but he's kind of just saying his hellos. But then eventually, um, he picks up Emily's, you know, actual body and brings it inside, and Korg joins uh, just to ensure that. He doesn't drop her from you know, shoulder height or anything like that. He doesn't <laughs> dop it up. and he yeah. hit her on like a door frame? Yeah. yeah. So those two are inside. And uh, it's just John and Emily left. All right. Uh, John, Emily, we're going to go stop Tyok. Um you two, you know, I don't know, stay here, stay safe. Send us a message if the armies come here. I don't think they'd come here, but... Um, and also, just before we go, I'm like almost 100% sure that this whole situation, I'm going to kind of gesture at Emily, is the explicit doing of this Tyok feller. Um... If you've managed to just acquire anything, or if you have any potions of any kind that you could just slip on our in our pockets on the way out, I promise you they would be greatly appreciated. And you would be doing the world a great service while still getting to be here with your daughter. Um, I don't have any potions, uh, but, oh... I think you'd like this. Uh, gentlemen, do you have five minutes before you disembark? We yeah, can make time. Cool. Come with me. And he uh, rushes you inside. Um, and he asks Korg in the main room to kind of go back out to Emily because he doesn't know how to get her inside yet. Um, and he takes you down into the training pit. And he says... Uh, we've been making some improvements to this area. Uh, stand over there. And he beckons you to stand in, like, one rounded corner of the room, and there's runes all over the ground. Stand on one of those blue runes, please. Grimble, this is the place I was telling you about. This place is awesome. <laughs> I'll go stand <laughs> on one of the runes. Badass. Everybody ready? Ready. Yes. Ready. He pulls a lever. And immediately the runes light up and energy, invigoration, and courage are swept through your bodies. And all of you get a free long rest without eight hours of waiting. Oh, holy shit. Ooh, I was at full health and I don't have spells because I suck. (laughs) (laughs) That's John, how did you 
What? This is amazing. I can go through the schematics with you when you've returned back, but I need you all to do me a favor. You've brought my daughter back as best you could, and we will work on a solution to fixing the body situation. Uh, I don't know how, but we'll, we'll work on something. But gentlemen, when I first brought you here, I offered you a room and board and beds to lay your head. A home, if you will, in exchange for doing odd tasks for me. I need one more task to be completed. I need you to find those responsible for doing this to Emily and not only vanquish them, but rain hellfire down and make them regret ever coming on to this property and fucking with my family. You got it. We've killed everybody so far, so the checklist is getting shorter. We'd do anything for you, John. That's my voice. And he comes in and gives you all a big group hug. And... Is there anything else you'd like to do at the Erasmus Estate? I'd like to pull a Zed and linger behind to try to talk to John alone as everyone walks away. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're learning. I'd like, okay, I'd like sure. to say, um, before you do that, Mini Chode has just been outside asking Emily a bunch of questions. Oh That's what he's been doing this whole time. <laughs> but like really inappropriate war questions. You no, 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 guy? no. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> he's been like, so how'd you get so big? You must be eating lots of food if you're getting so big. <laughs> the robot understands the concept of eating food. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, God. This is the, this is is this the worst house? part of her this life. This is a great house. <laughs> she thought it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> and now Mini Joe's yeah. hanging out with She's just crying. <laughs> Which one is your room? Is it that one with the broken glass? Yeah, it is a bunch of birds fly out of my window. <laughs> 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 oh, it's spooky. They just boarded it off and condemned that room. She's oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's great. Uh, so, yeah, on linger. Sure, linger away. So, I... I I'll say that the rest of the group is kind of making their way up the stairs, and as John was about to join you, uh, I guess Hayes grabs his kind of forearm. I pretend to trip and grab him as I, ooh, and kind of just put some space between us and the group. Um, and I'm just going to give him like a solemn look from a 13-year-old, and he's like, I know she didn't come back in the way that you thought she did, but she came back. The part that made her her is still in there and I kind of gesture with my chin at the big robot and I pull him close and go my mom was there for her when she needed to be and my mom gave her life to make sure that Emily could have some semblance of one so just I know it's not what you thought but she came home and she needs her dad okay he kind of stifles uh, a cry and his kind of lower lip is shaking. I, um, I needed to hear that, Cambriel. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Uh, yeah, so your group now, we can kind of flash forward to you standing uh, just outside of the Arcane Guild's door from the Erasmus Estate. Um, he's kind of gotten Emily to move now to Korg's like workshop shed outside. Um, and you can tell that the plan is to fashion her uh, some sort of abode while they, you know, construct a larger door for her or figure something out. Um, but yeah, you feel that she's safe where she is. And John, uh, though still upset, is not half as broken as the last time you saw him. So I'd call this a uh, small victory for the Eldritch Buds. Yes. I call it as we're going. Just if you can find a way, like, you have a huge underground pit that feels ready made for this situation. So if you can find a way to get her in there, that would be, I'd call that a day. He doesn't have the uh, the X Men like the pool opens up and like the we can put the X Wing in there. Korg and Dop immediately grab shovels and they're like, hmm, and they start like nodding vigorously. Good to see Dop's doing well. I'm glad I'm glad that I'm glad the troll is doing good. He's living life. He's learning skills. When. When Jixie is done, I will be back to help you too. But for now, we must leave. Well, good luck. Thanks, Jim. And Tigmar opens up the door, and you guys make it back into the Arcane Guild. And it's at that point that Tigmar looks at the group and says, Well, I'm ready for round two. And he kind of holds oh. up two fists oh. like the Fighting oh, no. Irish logo. And he's like, <laughs> no, no, let no, me no, at no. him. Let me at him. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you got it. You got your fill in, old man. You you stay his. Ah. Roll a persuasion check. Okay. Can I can I give him disadvantage? Can I give him a non-help action? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Roll the six. So. There you go. Yeah. I... I've always uh, pictured myself dying on the battlefields like a Viking god. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I know I wasn't much help, but uh, if he could use, you know, like a handsome face of the party, I might be able to talk our way out of some trouble. We already got that. Do you see my face over here, God, you're terrifying. Look at Charlie, though. If we need to leave someone, <laughs> I think the choice is obvious. <laughs> Grimble's just going to run over and boot Mini Chug. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> all right, all right, I'll take a hinge. I'll take a hinge. I feel like we don't assign enough responsibility for the personality of Mini Chug to Grimble. <laughs> yeah, you did create him. You, did. you made him this way. He's a life of his own. You tuned him. <laughs> makes a robot. He's a life of its own. <laughs> I gave him life. I can't control how he's going to turn out. It's learned It's a fair boy. I'm pretty uh, Talking to the party here, I... Don't want to leave Grimble, uh, Tigmar behind. I don't want him to die, but I. Nah, he's not I also die. don't want him to die. Everyone dies. Tigmar, if you come with us, are you actually and you die? Are you actually gonna let Blep run this place? Tigmar, <laughs> you should clearly just will it to someone more deserving than Blep in case the worst happens. Unfortunately, Blap is my second in command, and as per the rules of the Arcane Guild, he would take control. What's I, I cannot have a reptile running the Arcane Guild. I just, I, I didn't think so. 
I no longer want Tigmar coming along, as he does not realize that frogs are not a reptile, they are amphibians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the f- I'm a child. I'm a kid, I know that. I did think that when I was saying it, but I was like, you know, let's just have Tigmar... <laughs> Be an idiot. Be an idiot. <laughs> Dumb. Like, okay, you know what? That's he's... why he hates frogs, because he thinks they're reptiles. <laughs> Cold-blooded bastards! <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, uh, Tigmar is like, well, how many more knobs do you guys have? One. All right, well, seems like if you if you need help in the final battle, or if you cross a bridge and need riddles answered for a troll, or something along those lines, you place the knob and you beckon forth your hero, Tigmar. <laughs> I got the riddles here. covered. Yeah. We've met trolls multiple times, and ne- riddles have never come up. So you're staying, we're leaving, we need to get going, so we're good, Tigmar. It's been a pleasure. We'll call on you if we do need yous. Well, I suppose this is a goodbye. Well, goodbye but for now. I, I'd really like it if you'd come back in one piece. You know, I like you guys. Um, But knowing what's out there... uh. I don't know, just be careful. We will. Can I try to steal something? Uh, there's not much, like, being displayed right now. It's just, like, the Doesn't white... Doesn't have to be something good. It could be a pen. <laughs> I just want takes like, a memento of Digmar. Uh, sure. Yeah, you can try and swipe something off him. Sure, 17. I'm gonna use a psionic knack. I'm gonna add a D8 to that. Because, okay. fuck it... That's a six to it. That's a 23. Okay. Um, so you're able to grab something quickly from his belt. And as you're about to walk back through the door to Weird Exam and where you were ambushed last, uh, you take one last look at Tegmar. And he's kind of doing the grandma wave, like when you spent the weekend with grandma. And she's like, goodbye. He's doing he's doing that. But you can see that his pants are around his ankles uh, because you you literally <laughs> stole his belt. With that <laughs> he, he just doesn't realize it. Yes. Uh, take, 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 take that. Just keep walking. Just Pointing keep, at his, just at his waist. You too. Bye. All right. I tried. <laughs> you as well. Just <laughs> goodbye. I look, I look disappointed that he's that Minicho that did come with us. <laughs> no uh, way, we'll way, be best friends. You can add a uh, silk rope that's about four feet long if you want to your inventory there, Gabriel. His belt is a sick rope. This pimp. I'm gonna strangle someone with this. Probably the chain. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, you've made it. Back to the place where the chain and Emily ambushed you, where Zed disappeared. And you now look ahead of you to the horizon, and there's about a you know 45 minute to an hour hike to the Tower of Rylea, but you can certainly make it there shortly. Um, is that the plan? Yeah. Now that we're in here, we're on the roads, we're making our ways, we really need a game plan. I think if from what we heard about the whole Capilon thing, I think that means all those wizards and 
whatnot uh, out on their way to Ardoth. So I think we're okay. Like, I don't think we need to really be sneaky uh, to get into this tower. I think we can just kind of go. I would still be alert, because you never know if there's traps or anything. But I don't think we... Like, I think we're okay. I don't think we're going to have to face an army here. I think they're all out there. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, like we said, they've kind of confirmed they're on their way to Ardoth, and we just want to try to save anything at all. I think we get in there as, as quick as we can. If we want, I can, and I kind of gesture up to the sky, just be like, I can scout ahead, and we can sort of move with pace. And if there is something coming, I should be able to see it before it gets to us. Um, and I'll just I'll call down to you guys or let you guys know, but I, I think we can go really as quick as we can. Is the is the fog cleared up at all, Connor? No, it's the same as it always has been. Okay, so it's still like super dense? Very dense, thick, almost like purpley now uh, okay. clouds above the Tower of Relia. I think uh, with this fog, I think we should just stick together. I think just in case there's any traps, you know, if if this is like a wars, what we did was when we sent out the platoons, there'd always be some security detail back at back at base. So I think if we stick together, instead of you being separate, because you're easy pickings if you're up in the sky. Whereas if we're a group, I think we're a little bit better. Alright. I trust you. Let's get going. So it takes you a little while, but hiking the few kilometers to the Tower of Relia, you're able to approach without much fuss at all. Uh, there's no guards. There's no traps. It seems very easy to get to this tower. As you approach, you can see that it is a swirling, spiraling, midnight black tower with opulent, bright gold doors, 30 feet tall, painted what looks to be in blood on the doors is the mark of Tyok. The only thing that you notice aside from these doors is a keyhole. You also notice a small raised pool filled with purple ichor, almost like a bird bath about 20 feet from the door, with a small chalice dangling from the side. Mark of Tyok in blood, keyhole, pool of ichor. Correct, yes. DM? Yes, that is correct. Looks like we got ourselves a little mystery. Grimble's gonna try to just walk up to the door. Um, try to push it open. See if anyone's left it unlocked by chance. Yeah. Um, normally I'd have your old strength check, but on a completely locked set of doors, uh, I don't need to do so. Uh, you <laughs> feel like you can't get in that way. I, I mean, it was worth a try. I thought it was a good idea. I'm going to approach the uh, the pool, and I'm going to pick up the chalice. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's chained, you said? It's dangling there? Or it's just to the side of just, it? Just on a hook. Yeah, like you can pick it up and... I can, I can remove it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to see if I can scoop up some of the liquid. You can. I'm going to sniff it. Roll me an investigation check. It's in that one. That one? Damn. Looks bad, smells bad. I thought you were going to make me like inhale it by accident. <laughs> um, whew. I want to head over to the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to try to trace the mark. I'm going to dip my finger in the ichor and like trace the mark in the door. Uh, yeah, when you dip your finger in the ichor, uh, none of the ichor sticks to your finger. Um, oh. My first idea thwarted, I'm going to turn back to the group and go, my second idea is to drink this, so if any of you have a better idea, now would be the time. Well, what? Could could Minicho drink it? See what happens? Yes, that is a better idea. What is it? But you might like it, little man. Oh, it's a might like it. What do you okay. think, Mr. Grimble? I mean, better, better him than us, I guess. We don't really know what it is. All right. Pass it over, then. <laughs> uh, so if Minisho drinks uh, as it's poured into its mouth and then its robot stomach, you can see that the uh, pool fills back up to the brim again. It's as if feeding this potion to uh, a lifeless robot isn't going to work. That was delicious. But it is a potion. Hmm. What it tastes like? Nah, nah, it was just a little slip of the DM tongue. Uh, they think it tastes. I don't have taste buds. I was just saying, you know, <laughs> it was okay. You no, know, it didn't. It didn't explode or anything. Uh, shut up. Um, can show like identify the liquid? Like if I like walk up to it and. So if you go up to the pool and cast identify, I will give you some information. I don't know exactly what you'll be told that yeah sorry that's what i was gonna do like walk up and cast identify uh you can uh, you're not sure exactly what uh this ichor is you get the sense that it is cursed you get the sense that it is necrotic in nature but you also get the sense that there's a magic key at the basin of the pool it's a homage to some harry potter horcruxing i see Mm mm-hmm I like to think that J.K. Rowling has a time machine and actually listened to this first. She diffs it. Then, she diffs it. I'd, yeah. I'd rather it. she stole our idea than... <laughs> All right. So, this is definitely something that's going to hurt. But I think at the bottom of this is the key to get in that doors. Can I look... Can I... How translucent is it? Can I see the key? Uh, when the pool is full, you cannot see the key. Can I blindly cast Mage Hand to see if I can just grab it? Yeah, sure. It doesn't work. Dang. Uh, I immediately turn... <laughs> I'm assuming you told us the rest of the stuff about it being necrotic as well. Uh, yeah, this is some cursed-ass liquid. It's gonna hurt if you drink it. What if Jinxie goes into Polar Bear Jinxie and then Polar Bear drinks it? What is I would go into the beefiest thing you could go into. Hmm. Mm, polar bear, yeah. That's that's 
what Jixie would be comfortable with. <laughs> to list one long. That's the, the strongest thing you you could change into. Yes, Jixie's at this moment in time pretty certain it's only polar bear. I, I, it's not perchance a giant freaking snake like that shadow you. How big is this snake? It was as big as it was in the Faded Chapel. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, Jinxie's going to stay a polar bear, because I think that's the... Alright. It's your funerals. Maybe. I don't know. How big is this pool? Like, how much liquid are we talking about? Um, roll me an investigation check. Or an intelligence check. That's a 26. Whew. I'll say Ooh. that you were paying attention to Hayes when he first scooped out uh, the liquid, and you assumed that about one-sixth of it was removed when he did that. Six scoops of... Of prison wine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jinx is gonna wild shape and do a polar bear. Okay, so just just pour it down my mouth. I don't, I don't know. Oh, with pleasure. Uh, okay, so you drink? You yeah. drink, Jinxie? Yeah. Uh, okay, immediately, Jinxie, as Jinxie, not the polar bear, ah. you lose 10 max HP. And one six of it is gone. Oh, dang! That I, my bones got brittle. I don't know. I have a crazy idea. Hmm. Do we call Tigmar? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> no, this we're could not be his purpose. We, we don't kill him. <laughs> We just get him very low, and then we send him back home. He's an old man. What does he need hit points for? Yeah, one scoop, and he's this dead. This guy doesn't we need don't max know how life. Many hit points he has. He's already nearing his <laughs> yeah, max life. You know what I mean? He could take one drink and die. We don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's a worth a try. That's all I'm going to say. You want to walk another hour to go get him and then come back. Don't we have one more knob? No, we don't. Zed has the knob. What the fuck's Zed? <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is just confusing me. I just it's frustrating. Oh, okay. Um then I guess we're not gonna use Tegmar to quaff this. Um Jinxia, I need I need I have one more question. Maybe it didn't work with Mini Chode, because he's not He's not real. Kind of. You know, like he's not natural. Hmm. How many animals can you summon? Oh. Oh. I can. I think I can summon maybe six. Maybe more. If I really try. How many, how many decent sized animals gonna, can you summon? I'm going to put this out there. If him turning into a polar bear still affected him. Yeah, the fake. That's because it was still him drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> Worst case scenario, it still just affects Jinxie. Eight yeah. beasts. Eight beasts. <laughs> it just comes back on him. Yeah. He just loses 80 max hit points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How are you feeling, Hayes? Could you take another sips? Because I've got these two fancy potions still. Jinxie's felt better, but. I, I think I might be okay with one more. Okay. 
kind of tasted like metal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's mercury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put put one more down my throat, Chode. Uh, please don't say it like that. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Just open your mouth and shut up. Zixi, <laughs> you lose uh, 10 more max HP. Ooh, I feel, I feel real weird. You feel like there's four more sips to go. Four more sips, four of us. We each take a sip. I think we're good. My only issue is, I think we can heal it with these two potions. However, I only have twos. And also, if it didn't work for Minichode, no offense, but is it going to work for you? I, That's a good point. I don't know. Apparently, I, I don't have just, a brain, so I don't know if that counts. It's a good point with the potions that maybe we keep this more contained. And I kind of just give like a, a side-eye look to Jinxie again. And just be like, if we can continue to focus our efforts, focusing our recovery after will be easier. Jinxie is aging so fast right now. Like, he was in cat years, and now he's gone to, like, goldfish years. Like He's, he's Hercules <laughs> swimming through that pool at the end of the movie. Yeah. Hold on. Before he drinks anymore, take, take one of these. Uh, Speedy, just for... Uh, the sake of you using your identify spell on this issue, uh, you would actually know that, uh, or have a very strong feeling that that potion would not work in this scenario. Something about oh. this potion or this curse, perhaps it's being amplified by a source of power. Who knows? You don't mm. think that it's going to work. All right. Uh, actually, never mind. I don't think this is going to lose, but I think it's going to lose. Grimble's like holding the polar bear's jaws open. Uh, so another one, Jinxie? <laughs> the way he thinks that it might be if he drinks all of them, the, the curse will be lifted. We'll get the keys or... I mean, that's that sounds quite a possibility. <laughs> Jinxie's walking around with like 12 health. <laughs> Max? I mean, if he was getting close to like feeling really bad, he'd tell us. So what's your, just just for, for everybody home, what's your current max HP now after losing 20 of it? Started at 83, now down to 63. Okay. So we, we, we got some sips. Okay. And you got animal form too, so you have the most HP out we of all. We could always this. again. We could try the summoning other animals. <laughs> I don't think fake creatures will work. Okay. I think at least one more, Jinxie. Okay, okay. You can, you can handle it. You're, you're, you're a good but negotiator. Honestly, also, if you've had the one more, you might as well just finish it instead of like. <laughs> Again, we focus the disadvantage in one aspect of the team instead of weakening all the links, right? That's that's how this is going to work. If I do the math correctly, you're just going to be barely weaker than Zed, so... <laughs> <laughs> Jigsie is also the one who almost always dies in, in past uh, yeah. encounters, but... Uh... 
Hit, hit me with one more. <laughs> okay, you lose 10 more max HP. <laughs> and there are three sips to go. It's got to reverse at some point, right? <laughs> the logic's there. That's what I thought I, about it's... Jinx's bracelet, too. It can't be ruined. It's got to come back. <laughs> nope, it's gone. You know what? I feel bad for football. I'll take, I'll take a sip. Showed you lose 10 max HP as the memory of the Weird Gazan magic not affecting you in the Fated Chapel, but affecting Mini Chode. There is a difference between your two makeups. Hmm. I mean, I guess it's only fair that we, me and you, Hayes, we take the last two sips. I'm like intensely staring at you to see what you're saying. It's definitely fair. <laughs> you take the last two sips there. I'm pretty weak, though, in terms of just like stature. Um, I don't know. Never get hit. I'm going to fill the chalice and hold it right in front of you. But if I do get hit, it'll just be, it'll go real south. Um, I think if we look at the ratio, Jinxie's probably done his part. I think Chode could probably stomach another. And then, yeah, Grimblin, I think we're good to go. I'm going to pick Haze up by, like, the collar, like the back of his collar. I don't want it. I don't <laughs> want it. It looks gross. We could do a grapple check here if you don't want to be picked up. Athletics, Chode, and acrobatics Just force or athletics. funnel it down to start. Um, <laughs> can I choose to fail the athletics check? Sure I got a 27, seen. so... Okay, I'm going to choose to fail, so I'm going to let him grapple me, and as he's trying to put it... I'm assuming you're trying to put it in my mouth? Yeah. Uh, gross. Um, I'm going to try to mage hand it to try to see if I can splash into his. Okay. Um, so you can see that uh, <laughs> nothing is drank. And uh, the bird bath fills up one cup worth. So now we're all just wet and like again. Let's just you're not you're not wet. Oh yeah, it doesn't stick. That's to you. creepy. To be honest, this is the creepiest thing that's happened. <laughs> I think we should call him Tegmar. <laughs> I'm gonna pinch your like mouth open, like no, uh, I don't, and I'm gonna I don't pour want. the liquid down and then like flick your Adam's apple to make you <laughs> swallow it. <laughs> oh, so gross. Hayes, you lose 10 max HP. Oh. Grimble finish it off, Hayes. Or, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Grimble will take the last. The okay, last 10 hit. off for you too, Grimble. And you now see a key at the basin of the empty pool. Do you want Jixie to drink that too? No. Oh. He's <laughs> got enough shit up over your it. nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to pick it up. You successfully are in possession of a key. If it, okay. So it was at the bottom of the pool this whole time? Could have just I reached said in? that. <laughs> we, we tried to get it first, I promise, Jinxie. Yeah. <laughs> you drinking it was not our first choice. But it was a good second choice. We yeah. really quickly pivoted to it, <laughs> but I do promise we tried to grab it. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to try to put it at the door. The key turns, and you hear the creak of two golden doors opening. And that is where tonight's episode is going to end. Hayes purges. <laughs> <laughs> Hayes dives through the door and purges. 
<laughs> Holds an action. Holds an action to purge. <laughs> You've reached the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us an honest review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. As well, please follow us on Instagram at EldritchBuds. It's where we post announcements, art, memes, and more. A special thanks to Arcane Anthems for the in-game music and to Zach Parks for our killer intro music. Until next episode, thanks for tuning in, buddies.